millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. Welcome to Midweek Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Great to have you with us on the show this afternoon. Uh, We measured the sunflower last evening. Yes, we did. Ava's sunflower. It's flying on social media there. Lots of people trying to guess the height of the sunflower. We have the definitive height now. And I'll tell you tomorrow. We'll leave it till tomorrow. And uh, we'll see if somebody hits the nail on the head and gets the height of the sunflower spot on. Welcome to the show. We have lots of people to chat to as usual over the next couple of hours music as well and more besides we love to hear from you too 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text you can get in touch with us on the show if you want to call in it's 0419832000 now we begin this afternoon with a, a concerning story it's biting all around it certainly is the cost of everything is rising just heard there on the on the news with Mark McDonald's the uh, fast food chain their cheeseburger they're raising the price of it for the first time in years and years and I'm going to come back to this later on in the show because it's raising in the UK as well but there's quite a difference in the price as we know uh, when it comes to Ireland and the cost of things but anyway all round you know your shopping is dearer every week Uh, utility bills are rising it's getting tighter all the time because of a number of reasons in the world but this war in Ukraine is certainly not helping now one man and his organisation that was set up, what, about nine years ago has uh, done tremendous work. I'm talking about the soup kitchens. They were in Drogheda and Dundalk. They remain still in Balbriggan and Navin. But if you're reading this week's Mead Chronicle, you will see that the soup kitchen in Navin, well, there's fears for its future. And I'm delighted to welcome back to Late Lunch the founder of Soup Kitchen, Mark O'Neill. Hello, Mark. How are you doing, Jerry? Thanks for joining me again on the show. I take it it's the current climate with everything on the rise price-wise that's uh, really starting to hit you too, Mark. Or is there anything else? Well, that and and I suppose the pandemic uh, of the past uh, hit us bad over the two years. Uh, We weren't able to do any kind of fundraising, a little bit, but not much. So uh, obviously the bills were mounting, the rents were mounting. And uh, in fairness to our landlords, uh, they looked after us well over the, that them periods of time. But unfortunately, it comes to the stage where they want to get paid, you know, and mm. that's that. So we're, we're, we're in a bit of a bind at the moment. How many uh, meals are you providing from the Navin kitchen at the moment? It would be anything that during the summer it it goes down a little, so it could be anything from about 500 maybe to 720 uh, uh, per week. That's Um, a lot of people depending on you. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And we've, we've Ukrainians now coming into us on a regular basis as well. So more pressure on because of those people coming to the country. And the people can come in, no questions asked. I just want to say this again, and they're fed. Absolutely. 
totally free of cost, a full Irish breakfast in the morning or cereal or boiled eggs or whatever their preference is. And then at dinner time, they might have a choice of two types of dinners. It could be a stew or it could be a roast beef or it could be a a chicken dinner or God only knows. But um, there's always two dinners on, so there's a choice there. What's the alternative, Mark, if you close your doors? Uh, it's, I, I think it's going to cause an awful lot of problems because uh, I, I remember speaking to a superintendent back in the day in Drogheda uh, who, who mentioned to me that a lot of uh, the petty crime and things like that had had actually uh, gone down low in, in the Drogheda area at that particular time he was talking about, whereas uh, when we set up the, the the soup kitchen, we were feeding people and people didn't have to go in and rob food or whatever to look after themselves. So there are ramifications uh, when you're not there to provide for people. And, and uh, like if somebody's hungry, like they're hungry, and I'm not advocating anybody breaking the law, but what you do yeah. is you serve... A, a need that's uh, helping society in in a wider sense too, Mark. What what do you need? What what will keep the doors open? Uh, to be honest about it, at the moment it, we, we're getting a good bit of the food in from the companies that are mentioned there in the Chronicle. Um, but I tell you, at this moment in time, uh, our landlords want money and their ESB and. Uh, Borgosh and all of them they're all looking for money Mm. so unfortunately at this stage and I don't like I have to be honest with you over the nine years we didn't tend to go near any businesses uh, looking for money because we know the struggles that they've been going through themselves I've been in business in the past and to be honest about it we just didn't want to be haunting individuals so we done a little bit of fundraising on the street selling the pen and uh, scratch card to to help us get along and to be honest about it each each unit costs about 87 to 90,000 a year to run they're the costs that are involved so when we had four units it was costing us to go to 360,000 a year now we're down to two units at the moment which is about 180,000 but uh, relative to the type of money that's coming in at the moment uh, we're not able to, to, to meet the deficit unfortunately and a lot of people now since the pandemic have changed to using cards now plastic cards rather than carrying cash so some of the individuals that we have out fundraising can't even get the cash in anymore because obviously Mm. uh, now we need to get card machines and all that kind of thing and move that in that direction you know but um, uh, so far uh, it has been very very tight and very very tough How long can you keep going for? At the moment, I have to be honest with you, uh, the board of directors uh, met uh, about three weeks ago and we were looking at approximately three months at that stage. So? Um, I've I've put in money on numerous occasions over the nine years and there has to come a time, I suppose, where I have to stop because I'm being told at home from her, her good self, you know, we have to look after our pension for the future as well you know yeah so yeah and you have been most generous we know that and without your input well god knows it might have been gone before now mark so what practically would would extend the life of the soup kitchen in navin what do you need now i tell you we would hope that maybe some uh Cycle clubs, soccer clubs, football clubs, whatever it may be, might see this or some companies and they might do coffee mornings or cycles or walks, uh, music nights, beer chairs, anything at all that could bring in, generate any type of money would be much appreciated. Not only that, but from a company's point of view, if a company done a direct debit from their accounts for 250 per month, they can write that off to tax. Okay. So, so if we if we got a, a, a good handful of companies that were in a position, and uh, I'm not saying that all companies are in a position, but if we could get a, a number of companies that might be in a position to help us out, even for 
three months, six months, a year, whatever it may be, I'll tell you, it would take us out of an awful lot of trouble and would probably leave us very solid into the future. And you want to continue. This is the... Me- you're, you're, you're not, uh, you know, getting out of this. You want to stay no, there. No, it, To be straight and honest about it, I have I was only brought into a meeting uh, uh, with Fingal Council and a lot of the uh, different boards involved in it uh, two weeks ago now. And they actually want the Irish Soup Kitchen Centres because of the way we... we uh, do out the food hampers and give them out and all that kind of thing. They want us to actually look after the whole single area. But again, uh, they're going to try and get some grants and, and things together for us. So hopefully we might get a bit of a government help on this particular situation because in, they, they feel and we feel that come September, October, November of this year, people are going to be in dire straits. Mm. They haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Um, bills costs we're going through the summer now so you don't have heating bills or much lighting bills or anything like that even from an eating point of view you don't eat as much but you you go another couple of months I'll tell you there's going to be an awful lot of people in trouble and I'm not looking forward to even hearing about the old age pensioners of the country that's going to be in, in dire straits because I know every year we deal with a, a percentage of old age pensioners uh, in, in Loud and Mead even in Westmead and, and North County Dublin but I would imagine the volumes will double this year Mm, and and I, I don't think you're saying anything out of turn there, to be honest with you. Those are the projections, and that's what's being talked about at the moment. So you do feel that in uh, Fingal, Balbriggan, and your kitchen and that type of area, you, the, the, you, you see hope there for sure uh, with, with the council getting involved. So today, really, a business, an individual, a club or whatever, anyone who would do a fundraiser for you would be a, a huge help. A massive help. And as I say, it, even like we... we have put in the chronicle or bank details and that if a person has a fiver or a tenner it doesn't matter what the figure is it'll all accumulate into something that will help us survive and and I can't stress uh, as it, the, the, the dire need for funds just to get the bills paid Mm, remarkable that you've uh, helped well in terms of meals and uh, parcels and everything over the years 6.5 million is in yes. across the northeast it's astounding to be honest with you it's unbelievable for people listening to you here with us on LMFM's late lunch this afternoon if someone if this uh, you know touches somebody or they'd like to help Navin Soup Kitchen um, what's the easiest way to get in touch with you? I can give you my phone number now. It's it's, it's the most direct way yes. to get me. It's oh eight five. Yep. Eight eight one 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 two. So it's a very easy number to remember. That's Mark's number. Oh eight five double eight. Double one, double one, two. That's oh eight five double eight double one double one two, and we have that number here off our usual number oh four one nine eight three two thousand. The main LMFM number. If you can help at all, I do shudder to uh, think what may happen, Mark, if those doors close and all those numbers of people have nothing and nowhere to go. That surely is going to cause issues, as you said elsewhere, and then we're into a totally different scenario altogether look uh, you're one of the good guys I wish you well thank you for joining me today and I hope your appeal is taken up and and, 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 uh, you know it raises the the, the hair with people listening to us today that they will come to your aid Mark thank you very much Jerry. not at all thank you for joining me on the show that's Mark O'Neill there founder of the Soup Kitchen in Navin they do something really, really important. They do. And if you can help at all, again, Mark's number is 85 That's 85 And we have the number if you want to give us a shout here or uh, WhatsApp or text us to 086-1800-658. We'll pass it on to you as well. It's going to be tough going forward. There's no doubt about that. But places like that are a godsend and if they're not there... 
You'll be hearing about it, that's for sure. Late lunch, LMFM Radio. Keep the guesses coming for the height of Ava's sunflower. All will be revealed tomorrow and we'll tell you who's got it spot on. 12 foot, said Jean. Kathleen, 11 foot 7. A late one yesterday came to us. Catherine Heaney and Clonmelon, 10 foot 5 inches. Did the measuring last night, Louise. Not to be revealed till tomorrow, but it is a tall sunflower, let me tell you. And thanks to everybody who's joining in the fun and guessing the height of the unbelievable unbelievably high sunflower in our Ava's garden. Now, Louise, I mentioned top of the show, McDonald's are putting up the price of their cheeseburger. The first time in years and years, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. 14 years. Well, here's the thing for you. I just heard it was a pound in the UK for a cheeseburger. A okay. pound sterling. Right. They're putting it up to one nineteen, I think, okay. sterling. All so right. Fifth, or it might be 99p. I might be doing them a service. 99p or a pound anyway. It's going up a fifth. Yes. Yeah. Now in Ireland, it's going to one seventy, right? So I'm just confer- I don't know what it was, but just confer- just compare one nineteen sterling with one seventy euro, and allow twenty percent. You're right, twenty percent for it's twenty percent going up, but say allow a, a sterling euro difference of twenty mm-hmm. percent right. because the euro is worth about eighty cents sterling, right? So if you multiply one euro nineteen by twenty percent, get twenty percent of that, mm-hmm. it's about twenty three. 23. Right. 23. So if you added 23 onto 119, what do you get? 142, mm-hmm. say euro, it's 170. Mm. You know, it's much dearer here. Well, we're we don't know about, what it was. It could have been, like, no, if it was one euro, it would have been 120 here to yeah, start off. With, yeah, oh, yeah, and then yeah, I, I, I accept that. But what I'm saying is, if you look at the new prices, it's still more expensive in this country by right. about, you know what I mean, 30 cent right. compared to the UK. That's the point I'm making. I'd never get on camera. Yeah, yeah, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Riley has nothing to fear. She's all right. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, just making the point that the cheeseburger, it's its more expensive in Ireland. You know, and a lot of the cheeseburgers are Irish beef, but it's more expensive here by 30-odd cent, it looks like, anyway. But uh, staying on the food trail, on the food trail, should I say, I did something very early this morning. I was up at Cockrow, and I was at this real early this morning. I tackled me freezer. At what time? Just after 7am. Mm. I even thought of getting up to do a freezer, clean out the freezer at 7 o'clock. Had I'd this, forced myself back I had this on my mind for ages to tackle the freezer. It's abs- It was absolutely packed with stuff. This is the one in the house, you know, the fridge mm. freezer. And I have another one in the shed, all right, with a bit of stuff. But there's not much in that, to be honest with you. Some fishing baits and things like that. But it was the one in the house that's driving me mad. Well, I went through it and there's been a clear out. When Horndors arrives home and looks into the freezer, she'll think the house was robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to say, there's so much stuff out of date. That Why'd we, you throw them all out? That Did we, not just use them? That we got for for the pandemic. You know, uh, oh. there was a panic. How'd you know there'd be something wrong with them? Oh, they're too far by the dates. They were too far. They were. And there's stuff there. Anyway, Messi is going to have a beano. He had two fillet steaks yesterday. <laughs> Messy. <laughs> He's some nice beef coming his way today and other stuff besides. And yeah, I bet you there's nothing wrong with them. Well, he's still, he's he's there this morning. There's not a bother in the there dog altogether. But uh, no, a clear out was needed. A clear out was needed. There was bread in there that was there for two and a half years or more. Will you stop the lights? You'd be eating crystals of, of ice, not bread at this stage. It's too long there. You know what I mean? It's far too long. So I had a clear out of the freezer this I morning. I get that. And I'm making a commitment. We are not packing it with any nonsense anymore. Just enough that it'll just keep you You've going. Just add it to food waste. Frozen peas, few fish fingers. How can frozen peas ice cream, go wrong? Ice cream, things like that. No, I didn't throw out any no, peas okay. of that. No, no, Just no. the meat and the bread. Meat, bread, and there was a couple of other dicky things there as well mm-hmm. that are gone, to be honest with you. And it just feels great that I've cleaned out the freezer. You should have just given them to me. I would have used them. Would you? Mm. I don't want that to happen to you. Well, it stakes. It's very Mad important Ned. that you're here every day. <laughs> Just drive them oh, to my It was a ketchup. treat for the dog. <laughs> it was a treat for the dog, so it was. But anyway, I've I've done the freezer clean out. Do you ever clean out yours, yeah. Louise? Do you? you yeah. Know? But you eat the stuff. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's the difference. I, I did throw out a packet of breadcrumbs from Christmas there the other day. Good on you. You're right to do that. Anyone do the big freezer clean? Are, they, are you with me on that one? Or as Louise says, what have I done? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Kathy Kelly's on the way after two. 
Serena Corrigan believes uh, Ava Sunflower is 13 for 2 inches to be precise. Another guess in there for us. Uh, Olivia wants to know, we were talking about me clearing out my freezer at Cockrell this morning. Olivia's been on to say, Jerry, I have salmon in the fridge since Christmas. Would it be okay? I will tell you about oily fish. They say the maximum you should keep it for in the freezer is three months. That's what they say to you. But you could still consume it and it'd still be fine. I am sure. James says, Jerry, have you never heard of vacuum sealing? Do you know what? It's another gadget I have. I forgot to mention in the show. I have a vacuum sealer. I got in Little or Aldi. It's still new. It's in the box and I have all the accoutrements that go with it and I've never used it yet. I must dig it out, James. Perhaps that'd make a difference to my freezing. Somebody else giving me a lash there. With the cost of living, Jerry, clearing out your freezer is well for you, says somebody else. Thanks for all your comments. Keep them coming to me. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Now, let me tell you this, folks. I think she's following me. I really do. I was in Tesco and I looked at the RT guide and there she's staring at me. Got the Saturday Independent and she's looking out as I'm reading me newspaper. And then on the Sunday, when I got the Sunday Times, there she is smiling broadly at me. No wonder she's everywhere, given her new book, The Wedding Party, is being gobbled up by her adoring readers. I can't see her today, but I'm really excited to hear her dulcet tones. Good afternoon, Cathy Kelly. Good afternoon, Jerry. Oh, it's lovely talking to you. Listen, I was only in Tesco myself a little while ago and there was when I came home, I was dragging things out of the freezer to try and rearrange things in the freezer. And I can see what you mean about the things getting stuck, you know, because like so, there'll be something at the back. It'll be wedged at the back, covered in ice, and you'll take it out and you'll go, Mother of God and yes. St. Anthony and the Lord between us. And that's two years <laughs> old. And I took some chicken out and I was going, is there freezer burn on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cathy, you're with me on this one. And I have to say, there's no doubt about it. We get stuff, we ram it in there, we forget about it. Not for weeks or months, years. Oh, listen, you've no idea. And I occasionally I go through these phases of organisation when I go to the shop and I come back and I, and I say, now I have this for this dinner and that for dinner and this for, and I write it up beside the freezer. And then there's most of the rest of the time when I don't. But I have been that soldier when I'm in Little Aldi and there'll be some yolk like you and your vacuum seeder. Does that keep things longer? So, yes, yes, it actually does. And they say it keeps the flavour brilliantly as well with, with the, the stuff that you freeze. But listen, Cathy, don't get... Louise is in here. (laughs) Louise is just laughing now profusely. Don't get her started on me and gadgets that I buy and never use. Will you stop? I nearly bought an angle grinder. I'm not even entirely sure what it does, but I am. I should not be allowed in the shops at all. I mean, it's desperate. And oh, do you remember that lovely song about the fellow in the little Aldi and his wife is sick and she can't go shopping and he comes back and he's got a canoe and he's got everything. Yes. Oh, no, brilliant. That's me. <laughs> well, I, I meant what I said there at the beginning. You're everywhere at the minute, everywhere. Every magazine I open, newspaper, I said, yeah, there you are looking at me in the RT guide. But listen, tell me this. I want you to clarify something. 25 years you are writing now. How many books? Yeah. Is it 22, 25 or 29? It's um, 22 books because right. somebody did say 29 but that was a mistake. So The Wedding Party is my 22nd book and I suppose I, I started writing when I was 27. I started writing books. So the first one actually appeared when I was 30 and I'm now um, 55 and, and plus that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that means is I'll be 56 very soon. Um, but yes, yes. So 25 years of, of being a published writer, which is hilarious to me because there's parts of me that still feel like a sort of bewildered 14-year-old mm. and, and I do often behave like a bewildered 14-year-old. But anyway, 22 books. There you go. I'm still uh, going to Tesco's and well, stuff and things. Let me tell you, I think that 55 is a mirage, never mind the VAT when we saw those pins of yours and everything else on, on Dancing oh, with the Stars. Yeah. Well, listen, do you know what it is? I'll tell you, I, I've i never shown off my legs and I don't know if other women are the same, but I think there's some of us, we go, I have a nice, say, a neck or I like my hair or whatever. But, oh my God, I mean, my legs look like they should be, you know, in the Grand National for the, you know, the... the, the I don't know, the cobs <laughs> along, not in any of the glamorous horses. But, you know, you have, and I kept saying, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to wear things, you know, that show my legs. And basically you do about, I started training the very end of November. So mm. you're, 
myself and lovely Maurizio. I am very okay with Italian, Italiano now. <laughs> well, not really, but anyway. But gorgeous Maurizio. Well, mother of God, we were training like lunatics. So by the time I got on the show, my legs were better. And you wear brown fishnets. Oh, yes. my God. Yes. Oh, and you're listen. mahogany. You're you... sprayed orange. There's got, you know, there's nothing. It's fabulous. <laughs> anyway, well done on it. And here we are talking about the wedding party. Where did you get the family name? Will you pronounce it for me, please? Rubbish show? Rubbish show. Look, do you know what? Like, you know me, Jerry. I'm full of divilment. And I saw this name and I thought, oh, God, that sounds lovely and posh. I'll put that in. And then I had to do a radio ad, like, literally about six weeks ago. And the name of the family, so it's the Rubbish Show, R-O-B-I-C-H-E-A-U-X. And I had to say it and I realised it looks nice written down, but by God, don't say it. <laughs> anyway, it, just, it was just sort of a bit of fun, you know. Yes. I've, I've written an awful lot of books that have had Ryans in them. For some reason, I've, there's millions of Ryans in all my books and Rileys. I don't know, I'm obsessed with the R names. So they're this. they seem glamorous and they had this little hotel on the coast and all the sort of local rock stars and people had come along and the, the place was fallen down, riddled with damp but it looked pretty and it became sort of popular. You know the way maybe 30 years ago this mm. sort of thing had happened. So there, there's, there's Stu and there's Meg and Stuart and Meg and they have this little hotel and they have four daughters and it's all great but anyway Stu is very fond of the bookies and the, the gargle. And, and he's, a, he's a nice man. He's not an angry, aggressive man, but, you know, he, he does like a bit of an ale drink. Yes. And, and I don't mean that in a, in a sort of, like he's, you know, mad, mad, angry, aggressive person, nor do I mean to be to um, simplify, obviously, the issues that this yes. country has with alcoholism. But, you know, he's, he's a great man for a party, basically. And he runs through money like nothing on earth. So he... He loses all the money. They have to sell the hotel. Meg and himself split up. They have four beautiful daughters. And we hit the story about 15 years later. The girls are all grown up. One of them is a politician. One of them is a midwife. One of them has a business. And one of them is, um, she's a copywriter and she's writing a a, a debut novel, which is really very much about her, her childhood. But she's letting on it, isn't And the parents decide they're in love and they're mm. going to get married again. again. So this all happens in, in the space of about a week. And they say the wedding is happening. So it's the week coming up to this wedding. Someone is being blackmailed. Someone that no one has ever heard of wants to come to the come to the wedding. And they have their, their wedding planner, who isn't really a wedding planner, but she's um, Meg's best friend, who's very sweet and um, is very skinny and like sequins and, you know, one of those gorgeous people who goes around with the little handbags that like little girls have their holy communions. She's a bit dizzy. So she's the wedding planner, you know. Hmm. And it's about the sort of the madness and the fun and the near misses and all the secrets coming out and will they, won't they? And, you know, will Stu get back into the bookies? And that's about the wedding party. So Don't tell them anymore, please, I'll because you've given loads there. But the characters are brilliant. The girls, Indy, Eden, Savannah and Rory. And as you say, the mom and dad. And they, that getting back together is a fabulous concept as well after all the years. And then it unfolds from there. So you just got to get this book, folks. It's out. It's just come out last week. The Wedding Party by Cathy Kelly. And if you're a fan, I know you'll have it. And if you've never read her get it and understand what this wonderful woman is about and then just go and get the other 21 so as you can catch <laughs> up. That is the thing to do at this stage. But here, I'll tell you, going back to all the publicity around this, you look so organised in your study yeah. there. Are you are you organised? You know what? The amount of paper that it was thrown on the floor that I had to move out for that picture and I put it in my bedroom right and then when the photographer was gone I dragged it all back in and I had it on the floor and a certain amount was no one's taken been in here since a certain amount of it is still on the floor I am um, I would like to be organized in in my next life and I'm wondering if I can get some adorable you know young like our young one to come in and and file things I am um, 
well, how can I put this? I, there's a certain chaos that surrounds me. I'm mm-hmm. always running and racing. And and then I'll go out and I'll go into a charity shop and I'll buy two scarves for a tenner and then they'll be flung at the bottom of the stairs going, I must hand wash them now. And, you know, there's a bit of chaos in, in my life. That, that was a very curated <laughs> I, I was looking at it and thinking, because you do say, and yeah, you do say that yourself, you're at times uh, a disorganised person. But I'd say, I'll tell you one thing, the picture looks lovely. And one thing, you show some of the lovely artefacts that surround you and you get inspiration from and I know you love lighting the candles but one thing stuck with me because like yourself she's joined me God bless her on a number of occasions the beautiful Emma Hannigan you have her angel we I have her angel I have so many things like you know my house is full of things that she gave me and memories of her and I have all her books and you know I it's funny because her, her dad actually he texted me, you know, a couple of times recently. And the, the loss of Emma Hannigan is just too enormous. I mean, when I think that in the last few, um, people who don't know about her, she, you know, she her first book was Designer Jeans and she had a genet- that genetic cancer that Angelina mm. Jolie has. And she fought it amazingly for 13 years, um, really to to be with her kids. Yes. Um, but she, in the last... About six weeks of her life, she raised 130 or 160. Sorry, I forget. I know that's a massive difference in money, but mm. um, uh, 1,000 euros for Breast Cancer Ireland. And I remember the last time I saw her, I went into hospital um, to see her. And she was there and she was she was planning. Now, I mean, she knew she was she was dying. Yes. So brave, so courageous. Um, she was working out. She was trying to work out where she was going to have her funeral because you know to to, to to because to make it easy so no one else would have to do the organizing she was working on the the charity thing i mean breast cancer island do amazing amazing work and she was just full of 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 life and vibrancy mm-hmm. and you know what i i swear i do miss her every day i have her number in my phone and i just i talk to her all the time i mean look her her family they're the ones who, yes. who truly truly miss her but just I think any of us who met her, we were very blessed mm. to to meet such a person. Yes, you know? yes. And she, right to the end, and I, I always got that from her, and I had the pleasure, like yourself, like you were close to her, yeah. but I'd met her on a few occasions here oh. uh, as her books came out and that, and every time she was just so determined, so wonderful, so inspirational, and she continues to inspire you today. How are the boys? How did they get on the leave insert? Oh, listen, holy God almighty. We, we were practically prisoners here. I was terrified to leave the premises in case somebody got COVID. Um, they did the leaving they did. Hopefully they did well now. I mean, they were working very hard. It was it was hard for, I think, you know, young people because they were getting out. I mean, they couldn't go anywhere. Mm. So they the leavings are done. Now, they, they were older going to school. They, so they're 19 now. And um, yes, so they're getting bigger and they're, Leaving nests and everything. I don't know if I'll be able for it, Jerry. I will. I'll listen. I'll be on the medication because I mean, you know, the three of us particularly between the three of us and the three dogs were yes. three musketeers. So, um, but look, I mean, that's the thing about children, and you know yourself, you raise them yes. to to go off out into the world, and I'm so proud of them as human beings because they're good, kind human beings who who take care of other people and have great values and and just that's themselves that's mm. they're, they're wonderful and oh, but you see they come from great stock they couldn't but you know what i mean they had the dna they had the genes the mother has that's, the legs and everything else to go oh, right sure that's she just after telling you, us that a while ago it's the eye of the short legs i'm five <laughs> foot but like Mur- murray is about i don't know five ten but dylan is is six foot or six but foot tall yeah yeah. I don't know. I don't know where he got it from. <laughs> Anyways, t- the book is out at the moment. I know you're working away on the next one, as is your want, and you have that uh, underway as well. And life's good. You know, life is good. I mean, um, actually, the book has got on a partial week, which sort of in bookie parlance means it came out on Thursday and the charts come out on a Tuesday. So um, it has already gone to number one in Ireland. Yay! Yay! Um, but you see, you I own mean, that spot. You own that spot. Oh no, listen, I don't, you know, nobody owns, do you know what, Jerry? nobody owns any spot. Do you know, there's some, there's so many amazing people coming up and it is a great gift 
and you know to get that and that yeah. is so thank you so much to all the wonderful people who've gone out there and bought the book but you're you know nothing is ever guaranteed in life and you just keep going on and you know covid was tricky i myself and my, my husband my dear husband we split up but you're like a lot of people we we move on and we yes. take care of our kids and um you know keep keep going keep doing what What we else do, do you do what else do you do the one do day do? the day yeah. closes and a new one begins and forward we I go know. and we can reflect but it's only the future we have any influence ourselves over and we got to live in that time you know but look at um and when I say that about the number one how many of them have you had come on out of that don't be running yourself but down at all no the la- I think my last book didn't go to number one. I think that was Covidy World. So therefore, I would have had twenty one number ones. Yeah. But still, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Wait till I tell you, twenty one out of twenty two ain't bad. And Meatloaf can't sing about it anymore either. Oh, uh, with new lyrics, there you go. But poor anyway, Mr. Meat, poor Mr. Meat. Oh, I know. No. I know. I know. The world rolls on, and as we say, we lose people. But you're right. There's a new generation coming up as well, and they are brilliant too listen those gorgeous Ashling girls oh my goodness those books I just love them to bits and they just fabulous yes. I mean would you be not and in their first one the, the, the Ashling goes and she takes Kathy Kelly on holiday I was so excited I was in bed reading I was like oh my god mentioned my book I was like a child what an endorsement to be given by Cathy Kelly listen you're great I'm delighted to catch up with you today thank you so much for joining us on the show I wish you well as always ever sweetheart next time in studio please God yes yes that's a date okay that's a date Cathy God bless you thank you for joining me take care of yourself Bye bye, bye bye. The lovely Kathy Kelly there. Number one, it is number one in the charts. And I have the book here in my hands. Kathy Kelly's book. Will I, won't I? Will I, won't I? Let me think about it over the break. I will. I will. I want to give it to one of you. Stay with us on Late Lunch. Nelly Furtado. Say it right. I always try to say it right. We always do on late lunch. It doesn't happen, you know, sure. My time is this Freudian slips, you know yourself. Kathy Kelly's new book, The Wedding Party, is number one in the bestsellers chart in Ireland. It's only out and I have a beautiful copy here. Would you like it? Anyone out there like Kathy Kelly's book? Well, if you are listening to my conversation with her, I did ask her, was it her, what, 21st? 22nd or 23rd book? Well, I asked her other numbers as well, but I'll ask you, is this book Cathy Kelly's 21st, 22nd or 23rd book? Answers to 086-1800-658 with your name and details and I will pick somebody to send that lovely book out to. You love it. She's such a terrific woman and writer as well. Hi, if you have a Ziploc bag, you can put food into it Pull the seal almost all the way closed. Immerse the bag in a basin or sink of water. This will push out all the air. Will water go into the bag? And you just close the zip completely. You don't have to buy any machines. Hope this tip helps. Louise, what do you think of that? Can you figure that one out yourself with the Ziploc bag? Put the food in, into the water. It pushes out the air, you know, the you air. don't fully immerse it, I presume. Yeah, yeah. Out, out comes the air mm. and you zip it and into the freezer it goes. And I don't need mm. that machine. There's another machine heading for the recycling centre. Just put stuff in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it there. Louise, that's a gadget I've never admitted to before on the show. That's another new one for you. And I, I have it. some quick kind of hoover when you said it first. No, it's a little machine like that with a roller in it or something. And the bags came with it and you put the food in and it, it actually... <laughs> Sucks all the air out and vacpacks. It's a vacpack. So it lasts years then in the freezer. I don't know about that. Mm. Keeps the flavour good, they say. It, we got it. The, 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 the Lock Arrow Brigade convinced me to get a trout fish and if you had a trout or two, you could fillet them and put them into them and it'd keep them perfectly. Oh, well, there you There's some use then. Yeah, Phil. Phil Brown was the man that got me to get that. If he's listening himself or Edith and Jerry today, I want to say a big hello to them. It was Phil convinced me to get that one, so it was, and I got it. And it's still in the box, Phil. Unused. I might put it on done deals tonight. Is done deals still going, by the way? Yes. I is, think so. Yeah, yeah. They, oh, there it hear, is. Yeah, you don't hear much about it nowadays. I just said I'd check that out with you anyway. There you go. Another g- <laughs> gadget <laughs> to be dealt with in my kitchen. What am I like? Never mind clearing out the freezer. Do you go to Little or Aldi much? 
No. Just as well? <laughs> no. No. No, I don't, please. I'm bad enough. Can you only imagine what I'd be accumulating if I went there? And the Lord Almighty, yeah. No, I don't, and that's honestly. And they're fantastic places, and there's wonderful value to be had, and people love them. But you see that middle aisle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd become its biggest customer. That's the fear I'd have, Louise, you know, really. I have to keep away from it. Ah, yeah, go go this weekend and see what you can pick up that (laughs) you'll never, ever, ever, ever use. If I started started going there, I'd be just loading the boot of your car. Every other week here, Louise. There's another I'll one write a list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Make a list for me before I go. That's a good idea, so it is. Anyway, talking about lists or shopping or, you know, buying things and, and having them for a time. This has come from you, really, Louise. Uh, our next guest is Cathy Mara, pharmacist. But the sun cream. We were talking mm-hmm. about the sun cream, yep. the real hot weather. And you just mentioned you had sun cream. Sun cream, moisturiser, anything like that. With dates on them. They don't have dates. All they have is a little kind of a, an arrow that goes in circles with either six months or 12 months or 24 months on. Okay. Which means you get rid of them after six months, 12 months, 24 months. But my point is, I can't remember six months ago whether I bought it six months ago, whether I bought it ten months ago, whether I bought it ten years ago. And it's still the same when it comes out of the, you know, it's not green. I still use it. <laughs> you know, it hasn't made my hair fall out or anything like that. So, and, and, and you don't know how long it's been in a warehouse before that. Well, listen, let's... So I just think it's just a Let's clarify the situation. Make you buy more stuff. Okay, let's clarify the situation for you and our listeners because we're going to talk about medicines, pills, creams and lotions... And Best Buy or Use Before Date or whatever with Cathy Marr next. I'm delighted to say hello again on late lunch to one of our regulars, Cathy Marr from Haven Pharmacy in Delique. Hello, Cathy. Hi, Derry. How are you? Cathy, Louise was using sun cream six years old. Oh, six years now. I might, might draw a sharp intake of Was it six, Louise? Was it six? It could be longer. Could it? Right. No way. Yeah. Oh, my. I've just a load of them in the press. I Cathy. don't know when I bought them, which ones I bought. I don't know. Just use them. What do you yeah. say, Cathy? I suppose six years now is a bit excessive, um, but I'm very practical and common sense based approach to these things. And some manufacturers would say replace every summer. Absolutely not. No way. Indeed. Um, on a lot of tubes, you will see that there's a little symbol that shows when a jar is open, it, you know, to destroy after six or 12 months. But if the sun cream is stored appropriately, you know, during those winter months, if it's stored in a cool, dry place in the cupboard, that's absolutely fine. However, if we had a sun cream that you brought on holidays with you and it's been out in direct sunlight and you're really exposed to strong sun and it's been open for a period of time, then I'd say perhaps bin that one. But for Irish summers, absolutely, you can get two to three summers out of them. They're not cheap. You know, a lot of their main brands are maybe 19, 20, 25 euros. So I wouldn't recommend replacing them every year if they've been stored appropriately. So that's the important thing. So Louise has done her job right. She has stored them very well. So two, three years. Two, three years. What would you say? Like, even in America, Jerry, the FDA will only give approval to Sun Factor to, to give that seal of approval to the SPF of 30 or 50 when it's been shown that it can be stable for three years. So in my head, three years is appropriate if it's been stored in the correct way. If, you know, you think of anybody's utility room or bathroom cabinet, that's absolutely fine. Out of direct sunlight in a cool, dry place. Have you done that, Miss Louise Walsh, yes? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's we, we give her a tick on that. She's passed that one. But here's the thing. You know when you buy it, and Louise said this a little earlier on, you don't remember when you bought something. Is it a good idea maybe just to stick a, a year on it or something yourself? Absolutely. Some products, and funny, even in the pharmacy here ourselves, we have a little chuckle every so often. Why does a moisturiser have to have an expiry date on it? But mm. everything has an expiry date, really just for our own safety and to make sure that it's not only safe, but that it doesn't lose infectiveness. I would be worried if a sun cream was six or seven years old that mm. it wouldn't have the SPF that it claimed to have. Yes. And the risk of that then is burning and then the risk of skin cancer. So it's very organised to actually pop a bit of permanent marker and write the date that you've bought okay. it. Some pharmacies might have a price sticker with the date that they've priced it as well, so it might give you an indication. Or for every tube of cream, whether it's a sun cream or whether it's an antibiotic cream, for example, along that edge, you know the folded edge at the top of a tube of cream? Yeah. If you if you can squint without your reading glasses and have a little look, there is an expiry date, so always check. For some other creams, that maybe that aren't sun creams, maybe skin creams, moisturisers with retinol in it, or even some prescription creams, there's a slightly different rule applies to expiry dates, so it's always worth checking those ones. What do you mean a, a slightly different rule apro- applies? Explain that to me. Some of those, Jerry, that have more 
strong or different active ingredients, so particularly those with retinol, and people would know some of the skin preparations, some of the anti-wrinkle preparations, retinol degrades quicker once it's opened. So that would be a stricter 6 or 12 month expiry on the date. So I would follow the expiry guide on the back of that preparation. In terms of some prescription medicines, some of the antibiotic or antiviral or antifungal creams, Mm. Some are good to the date of expiry, which could be two or three years away. Some, once that seal has been broken, must be disposed of within three, six or 12 months. And that would say it on the tube or on the patient information leaflet inside the box or even check in with your pharmacist. What's the correct storage criteria for that and when should I dispose of it after it's opened? Talk to me about uh, medicines uh, and pills for a moment as well, because let's take, for example, you know, I'm sure you sell a lot of cough bottles and uh, things like that, especially during the flu season, winter time, you know, late autumn, winter, spring. What about those? Because people tend to get them, use them, you know, their symptoms clear up and they leave them in the press for ages and ages. Do they come under the, the, the day thing too? Absolutely fine. Now, just to give you an example, say within the pharmacy here, and every pharmacy must do it, we record the temperature of our pharmacy, of the dispensary and of all stock rooms twice a day. So we make sure that the storage conditions here are appropriate. So we know that when leaving here, things are nice and stable and steady. So when they go into people's homes, we have to make sure, again, we would remind people to make sure they're stored in a cool, dry place. And that's why those bottles, when you think of them, that's why they're in amber bottles. You know that brownie coloured medicine bottle? It's to try and protect the medicine inside from direct sunlight. And that's why they come in a box as well. So then once they're stored, maybe in your utility room or your medicine cabinet, wherever it is, out of reach, um, once the seal has been broken on cough bottles, they're still okay up until the date of expiry. And most of those are really stable medicines, so they don't break down particularly quickly. So they usually have an expiry date of two to three years. Compared to many parents listening to your show will often get antibiotics for their children and they will have a very short shelf life. So once we make those up within the pharmacy, the shelf life is usually only 7 to 14 days and usually must be stored in a fridge and have very strict storage and degradation conditions. So anyway, the important thing to say about an antibiotic, you should always complete the course. You should never have any left over. But I do know of cases where people, you know, they feel better. They they don't take all the antibiotic. And then if something hits them, let's say within six months, because you can be hit twice, of course, within a short space of time or maybe within a year, they go back to that one, Cathy. That's madness, is it? It is a bit madness and it's one of the main contributory factors to antimicrobial resistance. Now that's a really complicated way of saying actually our antibiotics aren't working anymore. There hasn't been a new antibiotic, new blockbusting antibiotic in about 10, 15 years. So we're running out of antibiotics and you do hear us every winter saying please for viral illnesses don't use antibiotics. Do complete the course when it's been prescribed for you. And scientists and you know, studies are being done constantly. And one of the big things at the minute, and I'm funny, I've been saying a lot, a lot of urinary infections are going around at the minute. And it's a three-day course. That's all we need. We try to give, make sure people take their medicines for the shortest time, the most effective time, but the shortest time possible. So if it's a three-day course, take it for the three. If it's five, take it for five. If it's seven, ten, or fourteen, depending on the severity of the infection or the what the infection is, take it for whatever is prescribed. Never leave any at the end. Complete the course out. Never share antibiotics, and never restart a course once you've broken it, because it may be that a different antibiotic is necessary. You mentioned you make up antibiotics and, of course, the liquid form or whatever. But say you get them in the pill form. Come back to that again. I'm just I'm labouring a bit on this, but I think it is important. You know, you get a course of pills and again you take some. Are those pills again, you know, that you might go back to them? I often hear people, oh, I have antibiotics there in the press. I got them last year or the year before. They'll help me. Yeah, there's a bit of that. So that's back to number one, they hadn't finished the course. And number two, they're back in the cupboard. They'll help me this time. They might not, depending on what they were prescribed for initially. It could be a different bacteria. It could be a different bug causing the problem. So you might be treating something with an antibiotic that, that is ineffective and can also lead to worsening resistance. But also um, the expiry date isn't on the capsule because that's in a little individual tablet jar um, and you won't know if that's in date or not. So I definitely recommend don't take that. Contact your pharmacy or your GP and see what is appropriate and what's the next step to treat that infection that you have. Louise has a question for you about um, uh, body wash moisturiser. Ask Cathy there. What do you want to ask her about that, Louise? No, I, I would just get that, like, you know, you get maybe a lovely Christmas gift or something and you haven't used it for a year or two. It's there just sitting pretty and you said, yeah, yeah, time to use that now. And it has like that 12-month-old expiry. Like, 
that kind of moisturiser that doesn't have retinol or that body yeah. wash, like really, how is that going to I would affect say okay, you? Louise, you know, yeah, I'd say so. On a practical level, I think everyone's the same. Once it's yeah. none, no active ingredients or kind of active um, strong ingredients like the retinol or the hyaluronic acid or things like that, you're absolutely fine. If they're just simple sodium lauryl sulfate that are just going to bubble up and smell nice, that's absolutely fine. Unless you're getting into the decades, but three, four years is fine for that. There's the lister on to say, I've got a tube of antisan, uh, I know it well, for stings and bites. I bought it in 1995 and it still works. <laughs> there might be a bit of a placebo effect there, Terry. <laughs> we, um, people do bring back unwanted medicines to, for disposal to us. Um, and we do see a lot of tubes. And sometimes I find myself saying, oh, I remember that packaging. So we would definitely recommend that you use something that's within date, certainly if it's a medical product, within date and has been stored appropriately. 27 years. <laughs> that's some uh, tube of antisan. I'll some tell you, bite. They'd, they'd want to know about that, uh, the company that manufactures it. We're not laughing at you, we're just amused by the uh, the, the date involved, but uh, that's quite a long time, we have to say. So, to finish off, you talk about, you know, antibiotics, medicines, things that are out of date. What about the disposal of them and the containers? Kathy? It's a tricky one um, and this is one where I suppose if you don't mind I jump on a little bit of a soapbox. What we would like is the HSE to put in a set dump so it's a dis- disposal of unused medicines protocol where people can dispose of their medicines safely um, and effectively and have an efficiently run service by the HSE and it is an operation in other countries around the world because what happens is people can sometimes and I know what happens they throw them in the fire they flush them down the toilet they throw them down the sink and obviously there's environmental impact there and also hazardous conditions um, we do encourage people not to stockpile medicines but not to dispose of them at home so really that they blister out their tablets or the liquids whatever has to be done bring them in to a HSE disposal unit or check with their pharmacy. The difficulty is we are charged a colossal amount of money to dispose of medicines. So our disposal tends to be for our out-of-date medicines and we obviously we have to check out-of-date medicines and for patients who have to return medicines after someone has perhaps passed away. So it's really to, number one, encourage people not to stockpile, try not to have a stock of medicines, to dispose of them in a safe manner, so to check with their pharmacy if they can return them to the pharmacy. If not, they may have to return them to the HSE centre. And second, thirdly, we would love if the HSE would actually roll out a national dump campaign because what that is, is managing medicines effectively and safely and the destruction of safely. Great advice there and interesting points you make. Just before you go, Anne wants to know, is there any container uh, she can buy or a particular storage method for her medicines? What would you say to her? You can buy um, certain safes in some of the, the larger chains like the likes of Argos or that. But certainly when we think of accidental poisoning and children, the keep out of reach in children is probably the, the most single most important thing that we have to remember. Accidental poisonings happen most in the ages of three to five years old and mostly in girls, would you believe, who are much more curious. Boys just want to flood around the place. So certainly keeping out of reach of children. And then in a cool, dry place. So in a cupboard, not a kitchen cupboard as such, but maybe up high, somewhere that is safe um, and up high and out of direct sunlight. I've seen in Cargoss and some other places where you might have like little safes or little cupboards or, you know, portable things, they're absolutely fine. But just make sure that they're out of reach and out of direct sunlight and heat. Very good. Thank you so much. Always love talking to you and there's some uh, great points and advice you give to us there today on a particularly interesting topic. Thanks, Cathy. Thanks, Terry. Bye. Take care of yourself. Cathy Marr there from Haven Pharmacy in Duleek. There you go. I love that one. 1995. I really do. Keep your messages coming to us. You have a Big Mac update for me, Louise. I have. You were thinking about what it was earlier on. So apparently... Uh, the cheeseburger in Ireland is going to rise from 150 to 170. Mm. But that's not all. You'll be disappointed to know, Jerry, because I know you like your McDonald's at times. <laughs> um, the price increases are going to uh, affect a number of other items like breakfast meals, main meals, large coffees, McFlurries, chicken mayo, nugget share box, and some go large options. There you go. Mm. Well, I. But if I, you stick to the wraps and the salad range, it'll be all right. Oh, the healthy stuff. They're not touching that. Mm. Uh, I, I like a breakfast in our time. I love to go in and get the hash browns and the uh, the little breakfast thing as well. From time to time, only in odd time. But I do make the point again: one seventy in Ireland uh, euro 
one nineteen sterling for that mm. cheeseburger in the UK. Yeah, yeah, there is a big difference. There's a big difference, even, even allowing, convert. yes, even when you allow for the sterling euro differential, it's quite a significant difference there, I, I would have to say. But sure, everything's on the rise. When you think about it, you know, every single thing across the board, uh, the prices are going up. Will they ever go back? That's the question. So. No. Will they ever go back? Do they ever go in a backwards direction? Well, the fuel went backwards at the top, mm-hmm. w- w- the top oil stations, wasn't it, yeah. on Sunday? And everybody else went backwards as well. The queues. <laughs> the queues. Every- two hours, was it, for the birthday? Yes, two hours for the birthday to reduce the fuels. Anyway, the wedding party is Cathy Kelly's 22nd book. And thank you to everyone who's been in touch with a guest today. It was 21, 22 or 23. It's the middle one, 22. And the book, it's number one of the Irish bestsellers. She was with us a little earlier on on Late Lunch is heading to Dulik and Mary Burke. Well done to you, Mary. That book is yours. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements. And thanks to everybody who joined in the fun today. Now, my artists of the week are Bananarama. And I mentioned yesterday, Jackie O'Sullivan, who replaced Siobhan Fahey in 1998, stayed with Sarah Dallin and Karen Woodward, the other two members, for the best part of five years after she joined, during which time Bananarama released two more albums, Pop Life in 1991 and Please Yourself two years later in 93. These albums and the singles from them never quite hit the heights of their earlier stuff, uh, with a cover version of the Andrea True hit from 1976, More, 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 you'd remember it, many of you, I'm sure, scoring the highest chart success from those albums, but it made a mere 24 on the UK charts, even outside the top 20. With the departure of Sullivan at the end of 92, the group became a duo. But for a brief period in 2017 and 2018, when Fahey rejoined the lineup. By 2002, Bananarama, listen to this, had sold more than 40 million records worldwide. They were a phenomenon, really. Ten years on from 2002, bring it up to 2012, their label, Warner Music, released a CD and DV collection to celebrate 30 years of the group. And that same year, they were asked to perform at the men's final of the beach volleyball at the London Olympics, and they sent temperatures soaring with songs like this. Beach Volleyball in London in 2012 when they sang that live. It's my favourite Bananarama song, I have to say. Venus on your late lunch this afternoon. And we'll uh, pick another one for you tomorrow and tell you more about them round about this time. The big match is Sunday. Meath against Kerry, the ladies, All-Ireland senior football final at Park on Crokey. And we're continuing our build-up on late lunch today because, you see, next we're going to meet one of the daddies of the girls who'll be out there trying to win two in a row for Meath on Sunday next. All eyes from the northeast will be on Croke Park on Sunday when Mead ladies go for two in a row. They play Kerry in the senior football decider and we're building up to the big game here on late lunch each afternoon. Well, when I mentioned the name Avine Cleary, she is simply a brilliant forward and she's made a mark with the county from early on at underage minor and now at senior level. We're not talking to her today. No, no, there's an embargo on the ladies themselves. But we have her dad on the line, Declan Cleary. Hello. Yeah, hi. Hi, Terry. Hi, good to talk to you. And good to talk to you too. Tell us, come on, you can spill the beans here to us today. From she was little, she showed promise, didn't she, from very early on? Yeah, she did. Um, it's it's. Uh, she just took to the sport, you know, from a very, very young age. Um, her older sister, Shifra, also played a lot of football, so that probably helped and... Uh, it was an encouragement for Avian to take it up. And um, along the way, you know, she had so many good coaches in our club here at Dunham Ashburn and then in schools. And 
uh, they looked after her so well through so many years and uh, um, it's even though she was involved in other sports football was always her first love and yeah. things have worked out great been, fantastic, been fantastic for her. Now, when you watch her play as her daddy, when you see her out there, do you get nervous for her? Yes. <laughs> and we get nervous for the team. Mm. And, uh, you know, this team, watching them there for the last number of years, uh, some of the moments um, have been, you know, heart-stopping. Yes. Uh, and particularly this year, and in fact, some of our, the parents' group that we're, we've got so familiar with and so fond of, after the last match in Croke Park, a few of us were tempted to go into the Matter Hospital there and get checked up on our way home <laughs> because it was it was heart stopping. Um, but mm. somehow this team, the resilience uh, that they've showed every time through adversity has been remarkable to watch. Yeah, and um, you know, also for as a dad and as a parent, you know how much work each of these players have put in, mm. and you know you just love to see them getting rewards and this team have been very very fortunate that they've got a lot of success um, but they've earned every bit of it along the way Jerry. Yes and you've seen that's something I wanted to come to in 2018 and 19 when they lost the intermediate finals and then finally made the breakthrough 2020 of course going on then to be senior champions last year and winning the league this year and now they're on the the cusp of history again this time so you've seen both sides of it she's uh, done it the hard way as well there's been tough times well, that's 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 absolutely right, and and uh, you know you don't forget that. And sometimes along the way, you know, last year has been such a fairy tale and it's a wonderful story. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of heartache along the way, um, and that has stood to the team and certainly stood to the players. You know, mm. they remember those those tough days, nice. and they also know how hard it is to win an All Ireland final. And I'm sure that's going to stand to them on Sunday. That that's not forgotten. Mm. Um, you know they really will have to dig deep to win this uh, to win this game again next Sunday. Yes. Do you talk much about football in the house? You know when you're having your dinner and sitting around the table or whatever. Does she talk about games gone by, looking ahead to games? How is she like that? And what's the dynamic within the family? Yeah. No. To tell you the truth on that one, Jerry, we we actually don't. And you know we respect the fact that as a group, uh, all of the players you know spend a lot of time themselves talking about tactics and systems mm. and, and, and going through themselves as a group. And it's important that we leave them then that space when they're with the family okay. just to talk about other things. Um, really, anything except Love Island we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> we talk a bit about it here, but only from time to time, I have to assure you as well. But, <laughs> but the other thing as well, I was reading about her, she's particular about what she eats and she has a routine, hasn't she? Yes, and again, it's you know again something. It's a privilege as a parent to to see all this and to see it in action, and to see what Eamon Murray and his backroom team have brought in terms of discipline, in terms of nutrition, in terms of strength and conditioning, and to see all that in action. And it was particularly noticeable, I think, during COVID when uh, one of the backroom team there, a superb uh, strength and conditioning uh, expert, Eugene Evers put together an individual programme for each of the players mm. and we could see how every player on the panel, not just starting players, you know, stuck rigidly to their programmes and they were so disciplined about it and uh, uh, it was really interesting to watch and nutrition is part of it and yeah, they're, they, they have everything down to a science um, well, well, I, I'm hearing that uh, her mammy does the best carbonara and lasagna in County Meath well, that is true, uh, and um, is you know it's, it's part and parcel of the routine, uh, pre-match routine. That's something that uh, <laughs> has to be made twenty-four hours before the day before, and uh, <laughs> it's part of our ritual and part of our routine at the moment. And you don't want to break uh, the tradition. Uh, but it's yeah, I'm lucky enough. I, I I I come in on the coattails, and I get a bit of the carbonara myself. <laughs> What's the mammy's name? Anne. Anne, 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 you're onto something here. The orders are flying in here already as I speak. They'll be up ringing your door. Don't give your address out or anything like that. But Carbonara and Lasagna, it's made this girl what she is. The excitement, look, you have to say, Sunday is imminent again. History beckons, as I mentioned. It's a wonderful time. It, it's just, I'd say you as a family, you say to yourself, by God, isn't this just marvellous to be part of? 
it's marvellous and you know you sometimes have to pinch yourself yeah. and you know really and truly as a family of course I'm so proud of Avery but we're also so proud of every single player and, and we admire them all and, and it's a lovely thing to be to be part of it's, it's a very special time it is so you're all set for Croker on Sunday and the big occasion are they going to win come on are they going to win tell us Declan <laughs> well we've a couple of secret weapons the first weapon that we have is our supporters and you know every time we go to Crow Park now you know for these last number of matches and, and not just Crow Park but Park Totten and mm. Parnell Park the Mead support has been just magnificent and yes. again from talking to Avian and all the players it, it, it counts mm. it makes a difference and mm. in crucial matches and uh, at crucial times in those games the support that Mead have and I think it's a secret weapon that we'll have uh, against Kerry next Sunday and the other secret weapon we have is that my mum, before matches, lights a candle and says a prayer to St. Anthony. And <laughs> she's doing the same thing for this Sunday. So because of that, yes, we're going to win. And your mammy, tell me her name too. Mary. 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 Good on you. Light yeah. that candle. It's very important. It's part of the tradition as well. And it's lovely to hear. It's lovely to hear stories like that. It, it, it really, really is. Look, may I wish you as a family and all the families of the girls on the team and everyone involved with the team all the very best for Sunday next. You know we're rooting for you all the way. And please, God, they will lift that All-Ireland senior title again. You've been so good to give us your time this afternoon and wish her well, will you, on our behalf, Declan? Uh, We will, of course, Jerry, and and thank you so much and I hope everybody enjoys it, you know, as much as we do. It's just a a really brilliant time for the county and uh, it's lovely to be part of it, so enjoy. We will indeed. Thank you so much. Declan Cleary there joining me today. Avine's dad reflecting on the family side of a player who's involved in an All-Ireland senior final. And we'll come back uh, to our build-up to the big game tomorrow on late lunch with some more uh, fans from the Royal County. That's it for today on the show. Tomorrow, the new man is with us. Colm O'Rourke is joining us, the new Mead Senior Football Manager. We will build up, as I said, to the Ladies Senior Final, the Love Vinyl, the Love Island Finale. We haven't mentioned much in the last couple of days, but things are happening. The finale is next Monday and there's something special happening in Ashburn, for the finale as well we're going to hear about it tomorrow and I'll have more from Bananarama Eddie Caffrey is coming next here on LMFM Radio with The Drive stay with us wonderful music and more besides we'll see you for Thursday's late lunch at 1.30 bye LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237 Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.